Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. This is your extra show for the week, where we'll be looking at a journey through the city of Discovery um, and what was probably one of the latest games that I've ever been to in terms of kickoff times. I'm looking forward to uh, this Sunday's League Cup semi-final against Hearts. My name is Cameron Bell. I'm your host as always on Extra. And I'm joined um, in this particular show by a very good friend of mine and someone I had the privilege of spending some time with last night in Tannadice Street as we were wondering where's the team, what the hell's going on, uh, is Mr James Forrest. Cammy, I feel like I'm still travelling back from Dundee as we speak uh, on the Thursday late afternoon. Uh, feels like that could have been the case, but yes, delighted to be back home, delighted to be speaking to you and delighted with what eventually took place on uh, on Wednesday night. Well, this is going to be, James, a wholly positive pod, right? Because we're going to talk about a sensational performance in Dundee uh, last night. Um, But before we get on to that, I'm going to have a mini rant because I'd like to thank whatever absolute arsehole made the decision to shut down the Queen's Ferry Crossing um, just as you got to the Queen's Ferry Crossing, said that it was uh, obviously then closed, you had to divert. Um, for those of you who don't know, this is basically the new Fourth Road Bridge. I say new, it's been open for a good number of years. But you then have to do this arse end detour through to King Carden to be able to try and get there. So, James, somewhat ironically, despite our geographical distance differences, you probably got home before I did last night by the time that I was ended up having to go through this mental tour. But that's the only negative thing I'm going to say because I think, James, last night, when the game eventually started, then stopped, then started again, I think that we were treated to one of the best performances I've seen under Rangers, possibly within a calendar year. Yeah, it was superb. The result, getting a 5-0 win, 
was perfectly reasonable given the way the game went I think when you look at how dominant we were particularly in that second half where we just didn't light up and I think this was one of the things that we were maybe promised when Philippe Clement came in that we would get a team that would keep going for that full 90 minutes and you know even when the game is won you want to kind of ramp up that that scoreline make it more impressive and I think a scoreline like that it makes the fans feel, you know, this early on into Philip Clement's reign that things are really working um, early doors and he's got something going with this team. You know, this is not a Dundee team that are languishing at the bottom of the table. You you speak to people who watch Scottish football and they say that Dundee have been one of the more impressive sides in that cluster of teams so far going into this season. We've played every opponent once now. Um and getting that result with all the circumstances wet on there, and you know, people might point and say, "Oh, it was unfair in Dundee the fact that the game kicked off as late as it did, and all that." But it's the same for us as well. We've had the same issues, and we're the team that's travelling through, and we've arrived late, and all of that. So, you know, despite all of those things and the other stuff that we'll get to as well, you know, to put in that performance, particularly in the second half, that's that's a team that's being properly managed. Uh, that's a team that knows what it's wanting to do on the field and produces it. And it feels great. And it feels you know, it feels like quite a long time since when we've been able to properly say that. And the early signs, as I say, are really, really positive. They are. And uh, Philip Clement said, you know, he's not Harry Potter. But I'll tell you something, if he can make a night in Dundee that entertaining, then he's certainly pulling out some magic tricks. As you mentioned there, there was a late kickoff because um, we had uh, the team bus was late arriving. The team stayed in St Andrews the night before. We're travelling over. There was uh, a traffic issue, and they were then late arriving, which meant a quarter to eight kickoff then became a half past eight kickoff. So that was all well and good. So, you know, we make our way into the ground, um, and then in the away end, there was some pyrotechnics, which looked magical. James, you were right in the, in the midst of it and stuff as well, so... I'm fairly sure that, you know, you would have felt like one of the Union Bears in there. Um, were you one of the guys dancing about with a flare in his hand? I feel like I've got consumption now <laughs> after that. Um, I, I had I had one, one of the guys just right close to me. You could feel the heat off of that. Um, I mean, no wonder they go about in T-shirts when, when they're at games or, or don't even wear any T-shirt at all because it's bloody warm. Um yeah, listen, that's I, I could see it like happening about a couple of minutes before it actually took place. And I wondered whether they would do that as the teams came at the tunnel, but no, it was right when kickoff happened. It was just one then boom. Um so I'm I'm glad I knew otherwise I'd be like, Jesus. Um yeah. <laughs> very worried um if I didn't know what was going on. But I saw the videos afterward and you know, see when you're right in the middle of it, you don't really it doesn't really feel quite as glamorous. I'd say, but when you when you see it from a distance, it does look really, really good. What I want to say on that is, because I saw there was people around me who were really into it, really liked it, and there was other people that weren't happy about it at all, especially when suddenly the teams are going off and we later find out that that's you know, those smoke flares have set off a fire alarm uh, in the stand. Now, that's never happened before at any of the other grounds where Union Bears have put on a display like that. Every other time, that's gone off fine. There's been no issues like that. So they weren't to know 
that that could have been an issue. And the fact that the kickoff was already delayed and then getting delayed further, people are turning around and saying, oh, this is, this is bad. Why would they do that? Listen, I think that you could see with some of the players, they quite they kind of digged it. I think they were quite into it, what was going on. Um, I think some of the displays that the Union Bears do are absolutely superb, particularly in those European nights. Some of the stuff and the work that goes into that is absolutely excellent. They do definitely add to the atmosphere. But what Philip Clement sent after the game, when he was asked about it, he said you know, he's really happy with the support that he's received uh, in the two weeks he's been there so far and the support that we've given the team as well. And he wants us to continue that, but not in a disruptive way. And I am fully on board with that message. Do what you do. Keep doing what you're doing to kind of create that atmosphere and help support the team. Because see, see after that, see for the rest of the game. thought they were absolutely fantastic as well, by the way. They're constantly singing. And it's rare for me to kind of stand right behind where they are. And I see it and it's constant for 90 minutes. I think it's excellent. Do what you're doing so long as it doesn't have a detriment to the team. It could have had that detrimental effect with the game got cancelled and that would have been a real shame and there would have been a lot of finger pointing at that point for sure but yeah you know in the end it all worked out well and we can be happy and all that so yeah keep doing what you're doing just so long as it's not disrupting the team because rangers the team the club matter more that's what matters first and foremost uh, yeah, I mean, I get all of that. I suppose the thing I would say is, look, we've all spent money. We've all seen absolutely turgid shape performances. So I, I get it. I think it's just more, you know, I understand why the manager wants to make sure that there isn't like a like an impact where, you know, you've got to get the team warmed up. There's already been a, a, a disruption to the, the pre-match, you know, uh, approach because... We were late arriving and then it's kind of hampered again because once you've warmed up and then the game starts, you then have to stop again and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. What I did think was quite funny was the fact, as you say, Dundee United claiming, or the police claiming that it was due to a fire alarm and apparently Dundee then started to protest that they might have to get the game called off because they can't have the floodlights on after a certain time. Um, Yeah, Uh, Scottish football, I think it's finest, but... We, uh, do they have one of those key meters? Do you think that they have to like kind of sort of top up after a certain time? Do you think that was the issue? I don't I mean, know. If, I don't know if I'll ever know the answer to this. But what I do think also happened as well was that the ball boys had to leave because the game was on past their bedtime. Because the amount of times I have to see our players going to fetch the ball from like the far corner of the ground because there was no ball boy there to be able to pass it back to him was ridiculous. But like you say, uh, the game did take place and. Uh, really, James, we didn't have to wait long whatsoever uh, for the deadlock to be broken with a fantastic goal brought about by Danilo, which, again, we will come back and talk about him uh, for sure. Uh, and uh, a keeper save. I'm not going to say it was a mistake. I think that would be harsh. But a keep, the keeper uh, cast saved it, saved it. It falls into the path of Ryan Jack. Ryan Jack back in from the cold a little bit. Uh, finishes off with a plum. And that is exactly the start we wanted. Don't I totally agree with your point, Eleanor? By the way, that um, Dundee have been playing some decent football. They've got some decent results. But at the same point, we didn't want to make this harder than we had to to do for ourselves, and be able to try and take the lead without a, a huge amount of effort. Uh, uh, you know, committed by that stage, five minutes into the game. Jack finishes it and all of a sudden we're just starting to look as as if we can make it much easier for ourselves. 
I mentioned before about Jack coming in a little bit from the cold. It would be remiss of me not to talk about Leon Balligan at this stage because Balligan pretty much makes this move as he provided something which I don't think we've seen too much of recently, which is one of our central players, certainly not one of our defenders, but one of our central players been able to try and run forward with the ball and beat a couple of men whilst doing it and providing something just completely out of the blue. Brilliant play by Balligan to slip in Danilo. He has a shot from a tight angle. Carson does get a, a save onto it, but it just falls perfectly for Jack and the Bears are 1-0 up within the first uh, the first opening phases of the game. You have to have a start like that. I think uh, an away ground. Uh, the other thing that we almost completely forget with this is, with everything that happened, I suppose, is it was really bad weather during the day. And you're thinking, mm, and you could see it a wee bit with the pitch. The, the ball was maybe kind of holding up, not terribly, but just a wee bit in patches uh, as well. But Leon Balligan doing that thing, we know that he can do this. And I think when he was brought back into the club, it was four games like this where there's a lot of matches back to back and you need to have a large squad. And the thing that Balligan is so good at is bringing the ball forward out of defence. We've got so many defenders who their idea of kind of getting the ball forward, advancing it is that long ball. Connor Goldson's really, really good at those passes, but sometimes you need to do and you need to offer something a bit different. And that's what Liam Balligan at this level is able to do. Uh, it's brilliant. It's a you know smart pass into Danilo because he plays the ball at the right time. You know, Danilo, one of many shots that he has in this game. Um Carson, this is the difference in terms of goalkeepers as well, by the way, because Carson, yeah, he does make the save, but a good goalkeeper like Jack Butland, he's palming that away from any other player, any other opposition player. Carson, because of the level of goalkeeper that he is, he just all he's able to do is just get a hand onto it and see what happens. And on this occasion, it falls to Ryan Jack, who does the right thing. He's anticipating the idea that the ball is going to fall in that area in the box. And five minutes in, fantastic start, uh, which is what you need in a game like this, um, after everything that's gone on, absolutely ideal. So I was really, really happy for Balligan to kind of show early on what his worth could be in a game like that. Good for Danilo to kind of get that early you know, moment of testing the goalkeeper and Ryan Jack in the follow-up too. Yeah, really, really good start. Yep. Um, the manager said something, and there wasn't too much more really made of the first half, and that's why I kind of want to jump to what the manager said post-match. Yeah. And he said he wasn't satisfied with the first half. We did okay, but our tempo was too low. And we were not ambitious, ambitious enough to make the second goal. I am much more satisfied with the second half. Players came back from injury like Jack and Balligan. Everyone is starting to understand more and more what we need to do together. Now, the reason as to why I've kind of jumped forward to half time, James, is because I, I think that we saw evidence of that almost straight away with Danilo, who I thought... I thought that the, 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 the easiest way to be able to describe what Danilo's bringing to that team is just a self-assuredness that if he doesn't get a chance finished at the first time of asking, he will keep going and keep going and keep going. And he doesn't allow that miss to weigh him down, which is a hallmark of a, a really, really great striker. Um, there's a brilliant chance, and, and I, honestly, I, I thought this was absolutely tremendous the way how he did this. There's pretty much a nothing ball. I think it comes out from Tav, or potentially goals, and I think it was James Tavenier, where Danilo, with his back to goal, 
takes a header on the ball and the header back the way, which he purposely designs, beats the defender who's at his back. He then allows the bounce of the ball to run, you know, forward where he can header it. And with that header, he's hit the ball forward to give himself a bit of space. He's brought it under control. So the ball is now flat on the deck. He then takes another touch. He was incredibly unlucky with his finish, but he has designed that whole move out of absolutely nothing. And I, I don't want because I do want to give some guys who have been lamb blasted recently some some proper praise later on when we come to them. But I think for us to be able to see that based on what we've seen recently from other players who have been playing up front for us was an absolute breath of fresh air. But he like I said before, doesn't bother him, not a problem. I've missed it, but I know another chance will come my way. But I just thought it was a brilliant, a brilliant piece of ingenuity to make a chance out of what was really nothing more than a clearance. I love the fact that he's so willing to use his head so soon after getting such a bad knock uh, from the St. Johnston game. You know, he's the the, the winner against Hearts is, is a headed goal. Um, you're absolutely right. You know, he kind of nods the ball on beyond the uh, Dundee defender uh, again as well. So, you know, he's he's got such a good mentality um, in so many ways, exactly as you, how you described that, but other aspects as well. One thing that I think we talk about so much with Danilo is, is is movement off the ball, you know, that anticipation thing, which all strikers need to have. But listen, I think last night we saw his movement on the ball is also really, really good. Um you sometimes get your kind of number nine strikers who they don't really want to or don't really have the ability to bring the ball forward into that penalty area. They want someone else to do that and for the ball to fall to them in the penalty area for them to score. That's what their job is. And that's fine if that if that's how your team plays. That's not how our team plays. That's not what we need from our forward players right now. Uh, and Danilo absolutely offers us exactly what we need in terms of that striker. And yeah, you're going to get chances and if you're going to miss them, the thing you have to do is react exactly as Danilo does. You can be frustrated. That's fine. He's, he showed some frustrations after missing that chance because he probably would feel like he should have scored that. But very quickly, it was right. Game mode, back on, back to what I need to do. How am I going to get this goal? And not long after that, not long after that missed opportunity, he gets his goal. And again, it's from good movement on the ball and a very calm and composed finish. Yeah, it really was. And I think, you know, exactly as you say there, when he does get his goal, it's a great move. It was interesting when you heard about the manager talking about how he wanted to approach the second half because I didn't I didn't think we were poor in the first half, but clearly the manager did because he was obviously mentioning about tempo. And this goal that Danilo scores, there's two big aspects of it for me. First of all, I think as we've just said there, he doesn't allow that missed opportunity uh, to play in his mind uh, because this is the finish was a space that was created to him a great ball in by uh, Seema just finds a wee gap uh, right in the middle of the box he finishes it beautifully past the keeper and playing with the, the, the playing with a level of confidence as if he already had a goal in the match by that stage but had been on like you know a 10 goal scoring streak he didn't even bother thinking about it just slides it past Carson we're 2-0 up. Listen, you know, I think even by that stage, the game is done and dusted. But you could see the manager. That's exactly what the manager wanted. So whatever we said at halftime, whatever the, the design was for the second half, it took six or seven minutes 
for it to be able to 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 really be accomplished. I would say. What I would say as well is, is you know, this was good from Sima and what was an otherwise tricky, a more difficult night for him. Yet, despite that, he's able to play that very smart ball in, and Danilo does the rest. Um, and it's we just, I'll come back to this and I'll continue to say this because it's so important. I think we just look like a much more coached and managed team, and we've seen this with the squad over the years where you know there is a second half reaction after finishing the first half poorly and yeah we we get that but we get that for a burst and then it kind of reverts back to type for the rest of the game you almost got like a 10-15 minute spell and then it was the same issues and depending on the scoreline you're almost holding on a wee bit we get none of that with this game the the levels where they keep on going for the entire half and whether that's down to the players that come into the game later on off the bench or whether it's just the the guys that are on there they've got the right mentality or they've been told to have the right mentality for a game like this just things are clicking a whole lot better and see once we start to get into this phase of the game now Cammy, just we look like a team that's enjoying our football and we're enjoying the chances that we're creating. We want to try and get a variety of different goals. We do, and a variety of different goal scorers as well. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think the thing that I would say is you can see the manager has given them... Because, again, there's no point in me sitting here, you and I sitting here talking about let's just you know kick Michael Beale any further. But... The manager spoke a lot about when he came in about, you know, a fresh start. Let's take it from a fresh perspective. Let's make sure that everyone realises this is, you know, something different and it is going to be to your benefit. And I think almost every single performance you saw last night echoed exactly that. Um, there was certainly a lift in tempo. And I thought it was interesting because I've, I've, I've heard and I've read some spaces saying that... Um, Tony Docherty made a couple of changes to be able to try and open that up and that benefited us. I do agree with that. I do think it did present us with some more space. I thought you saw our mids in terms of Lindstrom and Jack being able to try and get a little bit more freedom um, due to that change that Dundee created. So again, like you say, a little bit of a kind of masters of their own downfall. But in terms of an overall percentage, that was like, you know, 5% of what happened. The other 95 was because of our work and endeavour and creativity. I was talking to a young man, uh, Davey, who was was next to me yesterday. I'll, I'll tell you a bit more about him in just a moment. Um, but he said something to me, which was like, and, and listen, it just rang so true with me, which was, if we could keep this press up, if we could keep this tempo up, the real icing on top of this cake would be for some of the guys who have not been playing that well to be able to get goals. And almost like a fortune teller, almost as soon as he said it, Upsteps Sam Lammers. Now, what I would what I would also say at this point as well, James, is I want to give Sam Lammers a little bit of criticism because I think we need to be you know fair because I think sometimes, as we've mentioned before, he does overthink it. He takes a touch too many. I think last night I said to you, I said to some of the the, the boys, there was a point where he turned on the ball. He did a pirouette completely unnecessarily. And I was like, that's that is peak Sam Lammers. There's no reason for him to do it. Mm. But the goal he scores last night, there's a there's a not the greatest touch in the world, a layoff by uh, Danilo to him. He um 
has to get the ball out from, from a slightly awkward position out from under his feet. And he slams home a goal that if I showed you it with zero context behind it and said to you, by the way, that's a guy who right now we are saying is one of our worst signings, you would not have thought it from the technique of this goal. And we know that he's had some um, history behind it, you know, the quality of his technique, been able to try and do that. Sometimes when he brings a ball under control and he tries to find a bit of space, it's grand. But then he does the, the, the overstep, he does the one step too many and it causes him a problem. But that goal last night, an absolute rocket, does that delicious kiss off the underside of the bar, mm. lands behind the line, a great finish. And I'll tell you something I also really enjoyed about this, James, and I've watched the game back um, since. I noticed at the time, and uh, Davey, the, the, uh, the gentleman next to me, mentioned it. He went up to the fans, because he's almost directly in front of the Union Bear section at this point, and he kind of just said, you know, a little bit of, what do you think about that? Gave it a little bit of something. And I loved that. I thought it was great because I'm glad that he's answering his detractors now. And if we can get goals like that out of him, we can start to definitely get a tune. How to sum up Lammers in a short spell in a game? He's gone from trying something in the edge of the box where you know he's got the ball at his feet and he's, he, he try. I don't know what it is that he tries, but he's got no Dundee player near him and he just falls over and we lose the ball. Yeah. Right. And then not long after he goes and does that. This is when, as soon as we saw him start to play in the friendlies preseason, we could tell that when the ball is at his feet and he's got loads of guys around him, he does have the ability of being able to break free from that. Um, but how, how often he's been able to show that so far, not overly, but this is a prime example of the perfect type of goal that he is capable of scoring. Um, just under that kind of pressure, he's not you know, going to try and change the type of player that he is in that moment. He's got the confidence, surprisingly somehow, in that moment to say, yeah, I'm hitting that shot. It's a beautiful hit. No keeper is saving that for where it is. Just that look, you could hear, from where I'm sitting, I can hear it, that that noise when the ball hits the underside of the crossbar. Just something about it is so lovely as well. Um, and yes, seeing that reaction, the fist pump, the come on. Um, I th- with Lammers, I just want him to keep it simple. Do the simple things. Play the play the simple pass. Don't, you know, if, if you're wanting to try and be a wee bit tricky and whatnot, that's not what we're asking you to do. We're asking you to just advance the ball forward. And if there's guys around you that are a bit quicker in the wings and you can play the easy pass, do that. Um, I think he tries to overcomplicate things way too much. And if he can simplify it, and then in those moments where he knows he can thrive, where he can shine on the edge of the area when guys are around him and he can either get a shot away or you know do something to help us keep possession, that's what his best quality is. And I just hope, and I said this about Dessas after the Hibs game and it hasn't, you know, certainly in the Hearts game, it didn't turn out that way, but we'll get to our next goal shortly. Um, when I wanted that to be the moment where it could be a turning point. Whether that's going to be the case for Lammers or not, I don't know. We'll wait and see. It's clearly he's clearly a player that the manager needs in the team right now. Does a fully fit Cantwell start ahead of a fully fit Lammers right now? I think so. Um, if that's the if that's the formation that you know, Philip Clement wants to go with, so we've got to wait and see. But 
listen, at the moment, Todd Cantwell is not fully fit. So Sam Lammers has to take these opportunities when they come his way if he wants to keep playing. Uh, and well done to him for you know, producing that moment uh, last night. Yeah, absolutely. And it's 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 absolute peak Rangers that you're talking about a guy who hits the post from six yards out, drills in one of those screamers. Um, let's come on to, to uh, Cyril Dessers. Again, a man not without his criticism uh, since joining Rangers. Um, and similar to what you are just mentioning there, I, I thought after his goal against Hibs, I thought, right, this could set him up. Is this like his, you know, is this like his Barisic moment? He, 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 mm. he, he has flicked the switch. He looks happier. He's got a new manager. You know, could this work? Could this motor? Did we go into the game in Prague? He's awful. He's pretty poor across the board in the game against Hearts. He comes on last night, James. With I think we had, we had we had less than ten minutes to play. It was definitely after the eighty minute mark, I'm sure. And you, you kind of think to yourself, right, this could cap this off. Let's 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 get him close to trying to score a goal. But no, he doesn't do that. What he does is he gets a fantastic ball, and I, and I do want to make a special mention here as well because it is hilarious given the fact how much we despise <laughs> Kevin Clancy, how much he hates us that a Kevin Clancy assist led to a Cyril Dessers goal against Dundee. The ball is, is is played across Clancy, and by the way, for any Dundee fans who happen to be listening who aren't aware of the laws of the game, Clancy is, is inadvertently blocking a Dundee player, but the ball doesn't hit him, so therefore there's no stoppage. Dessers gets the through ball, and now the thing with this as well, James, Again, this was kind of happening in line with me. I know you were behind the goal. I was I was um, mm. in kind of line with where we were here. And my immediate thought process is because he's shit out of confidence, he's steaming forward the left-hand side of the 18-yard box. Scott Wright is, is coming in to be able to try and, and provide him assist. So I'm thinking to myself, he's going to stop. He's going to allow the defender to run by him, cut it back, square it to right. That's a goal. Maybe that'll give him a... No, he doesn't do that. What he does is the defender comes across him and before he he could get an opportunity to put a block in, Dessels just lashes at home. And again, I'm kind of at that point of... I'm in disbelief at this stage because, again, you're talking about a guy, you know, much maligned, tons and tons of criticism, a guy who has, and let's not rewrite history, been booed off when he's been substituted and he looks like he's absolutely brimming with confidence. Now, if Philippe Clement has instilled this level of belief in these players via his man management, my God, we are on to a winner here, by the way, because for both of these goals, from both of these players, I just thought it was just, I just thought it was superb. I just honestly thought it was a brilliant finish. And again, reminiscent of a striker who's been scoring goals and thinking about scoring the ball doesn't even enter his head had that thing in my head of, oh, are they going to flag off? So that was one of the first things I did when he puts that ball in the net. I turned to the linesman thinking, yeah, you're waiting is he for going it. to put the flag? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting. But then I realised, no, Clancy did the assist. Can can you get flagged for offside if the referee assists you? I, that's, <laughs> I, I don't know how that works, right? But I'm really glad that I was, I was really, I was urging, I was saying, oh, you, oh, you, oh, you, when he's running toward the goal, because I wanted him to, score. I want him particularly to score because it 
does much more good to him than it would do to nearly any other player on the park at that point. And it's a superb finish um, when you're running for that length, at that speed, when you're getting closed down the way you are, on his weak foot as well, just you know, in, sweetly into that top corner. Brilliant, brilliant goal. And again, just that, that wee bit of swagger that I, I was very, very happy to see. Um, I, I'm not going to turn round with this. As in, I know I said it with Lammers, but you know, we talk about turning points and stuff like that. The thing with this is, is he's come off the bench and done exactly the thing he needed to do because he is now going to find it much more difficult to get starting places now that Danilo is starting games because clearly Danilo is the first choice striker of the two right now. But Dessas is going to be needed. He's going to be required. And if he has that attitude to come off the bench and do that and play the way that he did get that type of goal, that's a real asset to us for the foreseeable. We're, we're in this period now, and you always get this with a new manager that gets appointed at the stage he's been appointed at. Between now and January, players have you know that pressure, but also that opportunity to prove that they can be part of that that forward plan. The reason why there's a new manager in is because these players did not perform previously. So they now have this new chance, this reset to do exactly that. And you know whether this is, is going to be able to prove that he's going to be one of these guys that can be used going forward or not, we'll have to wait and see. But with that type of attitude, it will go a long way to helping his cause. 100%. Yep, couldn't agree more. Um, a welcome return to action for Kieran Dowell, um, who with five minutes left to play went off for Sam Lammers. Um, Ross McCausland came on as well for Scott Wright. I want to come back to Scott Wright in just a moment, James, um, about a number of performances that I think that we need to, to talk about. But the night is is uh, rounded up by uh, Kevin Clancy um, doing what he was trying to avoid all night and giving Rangers a penalty. Um, James Tavernier is... I didn't think there was much in this challenge, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. I didn't... I didn't even acknowledge it. I thought it was a foul. I can't remember if it was maybe on Goldson in the box, but I didn't realise it was for Tavernier. However, VAR steps in. Um, unfortunately, Kevin is told to go and look at the, the screen. I'm sure there's loads of conversations about how can he not give it, but uh, those excuses ran dry. It gives a penalty to Rangers. Tav steps up, um, takes the penalty. Brilliant um, execution in the penalty. He's back into scoring form after uh, recovering himself against Hearts, and uh, just a brilliant night. I, I, and, and I think, and, and the reason why I wanted to kind of hang fire about Scott Wright in particular is because I think it's been interesting to see Scott Wright more thoroughly involved again because the manager said it's fresh, it's a fresh start. We know that you know he was one foot on the plane to Turkey and all the rest of it. I'm, I'm, I've got zero doubt in my mind that Scott Wright is absolutely busting his arse in training. He is doing something for the manager, James, that shows that he should be worthy of consideration. I'm not saying that he's a first pick. I'm not saying that he's not aided by injuries to other players. So I'm not saying that all of a sudden he's, you know, elevated himself into the first team on a dream, you know, first 11 start of, yeah. of, his, of his best selection. But what I am saying to you is, Last night, I thought Scott Wright looked very much the part. I thought he was positive. I thought every single time he got the ball, his aim was to be able to go forward with it. And also, what he started to do as well was 
give us other options rather than having to rely on Abdallah Sima, who I, who I thought was good last night. I didn't think he was great, but I thought he was good. But I just wanted to make a special mention to Scott Wright because, again, he's one of these players that we've criticised in the past. But last night, I thought he was excellent. I really do mean that. And I thought his attitude was top class. He took a couple of sore wins last night, got up, carried on with the game, and genuinely ran his heart out for 85 minutes. I think one of the things we've dealt with for a while is we've tried to do the whole square peg round hole thing. And Clement clearly, and you see this from the other teams that he's managed, he likes to have you know, kind of left winger and right wing options. Now, a lot of the wide players that we've got, they do prefer playing from the left, whether it be Sima or Matondo. We don't really have that many guys whose preference is to be on the right. Scott Wright does prefer playing on the right-hand side much more. than We've, we've seen this because he was tried on the left-hand side. He was not as effective as what he is on the right for the type of player that he is. That position suits him best. So, you know, until such time as there's other better, you know, more consistent options that, that can be in there, then Scott Wright has that opportunity. I know a lot of people talk about, and, you know, I... I for obvious reasons, would like to see someone like Ross McCausland get that opportunity because I think he could do that job as well. But I think you're right about what Scott Wright is doing in training is clearly the right thing. He's doing what he has to do to make sure he's involved in that conversation. Um, I think the whole thing with the summer of him potentially going to Turkey, I don't think he felt like he was ever going to get a look in uh, with the manager previous, but he does now. And you know, he benefited the team. He helped the team. And there's going to be fans out there who are saying, Scott Wright's shit, and, you know, why would we be praising him? He's never going to make it for Rangers. Well, why you want, why why do you want him to fail? If, if he's successful, then we as a team benefit from that. So give him that chance. Give him that opportunity to, to show that. And it's the same for other guys as well. Don't revel in the fact that they're being, you know, they're playing poorly want them to be better, want them to improve, want them to show the things that Scott Wright was able to show in that game last night because the the main beneficiaries of that are the team and that's what we're after. Other performances as well, Lundstrom as well, who I think more and more, he's another one we try, we've tried to make him a slightly different player from what he actually is. The best thing that he, he does is closing down, winning that ball back and just you know regaining possession. Um, he's not that great when he gets into the final third. Um, and he does have the tendency when on the ball to drop deep and slow the play down, which does frustrate at times. But he's so good at winning that ball back. And he did that quite a few times last night in important moments. Um, so again, he's another one I wanted to give a shout to. But please, Cami, please, 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 can we now talk about Jack Butland? Yes, we are. Um, he was on my list of another one of some solid performances. Um, he didn't have to do much last night, James, but what he did have to do, he did. So um, I'm unsure as to how well that works from a grammar perspective, but I've said it now, so what can I do? <laughs> um, a great uh, save by Jack Butland. You mentioned earlier on about the mistake that Carson had made where probably not the greatest of, of you know, def- well, I was going to say a save, but obviously when he's made the save in terms of being able to try and get out of the danger area, 
Jack Butlin did this against uh, Prague and he did it again last night. He has this brilliant ability to make a save and almost, even if an option is presented to an opposition striker, that it's barely even an option because the angle might be too tight, the, the, the space might be too tight, the, 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 the opponent doesn't have enough time to think about it and he makes another brilliant save. Um I've said it before and I'll say it again. The best thing you can say about him is the fact that you do not miss Alan McGregor. <laughs> and every week, every performance I see him in, James, hmm. I get worried about us being able to keep him. I really genuinely do, which is never something I thought of when we signed him. I don't know what to expect, but the guy is an absolute crown jewel. And I'll tell you something else as well. When we talked about tempo, when we've talked about our attitude, which, by the way, lasted you know, from really the start of the second half all the way through right to the tail end. I think the manager did very well bringing on some energy. Cantwell, McCausland, you know, Dowell as well, I thought. But the tempo of all of the players was really good. But that is starting with Jack Butland. He is wanting to get the ball out. He wants to get the ball back and play. He's encouraging players to get up the park. He's talking. He is leading. He's vocal whenever we need it at that point as well. And he's making... Fantastic saves as well. I mean, I, 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 every week it feels like I'm just piling more and more praise onto the guy. And now we've got a bloody brilliant song for him as well. <laughs> yeah. It's just, uh, <laughs> oh, it's just everything. Everything about Jack Butlin right now is just. Oh, it's so so good. It's we've moved on so well from Alan McGregor, and we've had to make sure we got that one right. Uh, and. Butland just fits into that mold perfectly because he understands the the privileged position that he's in, and he never he looks like a guy that never takes it for granted. He already looks like a leader of that team. He leads by example. Just some of the saves and some of the the reactions to your know, initial saves to make sure that he's up and ready for that second moment. You know, coming out for crosses and collecting as well. I enjoyed that probably just as much as the miraculous saves, to be honest, because we've maybe not been as used to that uh, as well. He is by far and away the best goalkeeper in the country right now. He is someone that could easily go into, you know, the, the big league down south and perform admirably there. Whether that happens or not, whether we're able to keep hold of them, of, of them, we'll have to wait and see. It really needs to be a huge offer uh, for us to part with them. And I guess that's where you then get the questions of if you've got this amount of money that the new manager can spend on the players that he wants and it allows us to get rid of some of the guys that we think not that they're not going to work under the new regime, You know, do you take that or do you say, no, we we find other ways to make the, the outfield players work because we just have to hold on to a goalkeeper like Jack Butland. Frankly, I'm in the position of being in the latter because I don't want to imagine a Rangers team without Jack Butland at the moment for how important he is, for just how classy he is. He's fantastic. I uh, a real, real affection for Jack Butland, as do so, so many other Rangers fans um, and just keep up the fantastic work that he's doing, I hope. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, I think, you know, as we kind of conclude 
all of our lavish praise for, for the Rangers team and the performance from last night as well. I, I do want to give a shout out to the defence. Um, I thought Balogun was solid. I thought Goldson played well yesterday. I thought that positionally the guys knew where they were. Lundstrom, when he had to step back into that, into that, you know, that role a little bit, that kind of sweeper, knew exactly where he had to be positioned, where he had to be able to try and play the ball in there. Ridvan, again, I thought that they they tried to to move towards, but he dealt with everything from that space. And Tav, and listen, I'm going to be 100% transparent, right? I'm not going to change my tune now. I still think we have to really look at whether or not there's an opportunity for Tav to be able to try and get a rest because he's played a hell of a lot of games. I think he still looks leggy, but I've got to take my hat off to what was a great performance last night. And again, I don't like the idea of obviously getting fouled. I don't mean this, but the fact that at 91 minutes on the clock, we're still going forward whilst we're in a 4-0 lead and the game is done and dusted. A goalkeeper shit out of confidence and we're still bombing forward and tabs in the box to be able to win that penalty. So, yeah, absolutely. James, let's... Um, now that we've we've spoken so much about that, and I suppose we've taken up loads of time to do that, but listen, I'm going to be honest with you, I apologise for absolutely nothing on that because we've had so many difficult pods talking about performances where we've been so let down. It's just great for us to be able to talk about what was a fantastic performance and a great approach to the game, not only by the players, increasing the tempo as the manager wanted, but even for all the fans who they knew they weren't getting home until the back at midnight, if not even later, stuck behind that team. And again, like you say, I just thought it was a brilliant, brilliant night, a brilliant performance. However, we uh, we go again because on Sunday afternoon we uh, go to Hamden for the League Cup semi-final against Hearts. Um, in all honesty, I uh, I did have one eye on the Hearts game last night against Livingston because if I'm being honest with you, James, I thought that if Stephen Naismith lost that, then I thought he could have been out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we have just narrowly beaten Hearts very recently. However, I look at the performance last night, I look at this, new, fresh approach that these players have at the moment. Um, I am glad I am getting a chance to be able to go to Hamden and not be worried. I'm not being lackadaisical. I don't say I'm going there brimming with confidence, but we're going now with a completely fresh perspective, which I think um, is really, really going to benefit us in what is a very, very important game on Sunday afternoon. I think so, and I think that we have had the benefit of playing Hearts quite recently, and I think that will help our preparation for the game on Sunday. What things we need to look out for, you know, we need to pay more attention to maybe one or two of their strikers in particular, um, and maybe set up in a way that allows us to do that. But by the same token, we've got guys that will have a lot of confidence, both starting and also on the bench, that should in that environment be able to get the job done, you would like to think. Um, I think the mood around the camp will have helped so much more. I think our morale will be a lot higher than what theirs will be. Uh, whether Hearts set up as defensively as what they did at Ibrox, and listen, you know, it's absolutely their prerogative to set up the way that they want to set up. Um, I, I don't say that. By being and being critical of them for that, if that's how they set up, we have to find a way to combat that and overcome that because there's a real opportunity to get silverware now 
for for us, and it's a trophy that well, it's been far too long since we've been able to to lift it, and we need to kind of have those moments at hand and again to make that a bit more regular, to make that a bit more, yeah, just not have that same worry about handing as what we maybe have had over recent years. But um, yeah, I think it's it's a good position for us to be in going into this game. If we could put in as dominant a performance over the course of a 90 minutes as what we saw for many, many parts of the Dundee game, I think we're in really good shape for that. So we just got to go out and get that job done. Yeah, absolutely. And and I couldn't agree more in terms of where I think with the mood within the camp, I think you've hit the nail on the head there where, and, and I thoroughly believe this manager will not accept complacency. So I don't believe that we go into it thinking it's a given, you know, it's a big occasion. Hearts have got every right to be able to try and get up for this themselves and, you know, that win against Livingston uh, last night will probably help move them into that direction because I can imagine that losing to us in the manner they did would have been a huge body blow. But, you know, sometimes that's the wounded animal, James, that, you know, comes back and bites you hardest. So we can't afford to take this. We have not won enough trophies in recent history to be um, to be lax in our approach to it. So I've got every belief and confidence that the manager will approach it in the, in the right way. And ultimately, we have to be able to try and turn up. And if we can turn up, and put on anyone near the same level of performance and delivery that we saw at Dens Park, then you know I will feel very confident we're able to try and do that. Uh, that'll be us for this week, folks. Um, I just want to give a special shout out to uh, my friend Davy, who I, I met at Dens Park last night. Davy is an exceptionally clever man. He is on the, the 10M bus, which uh, leaves out at the east end of Glasgow. And the reason as to why he's exceptionally clever is not only because he predicted that um, Cyril Dessers would be able to come on and probably get a goal, but also because he joined up to our Patreon service a week ago, um, uh, patreon.com forward slash heart and hand. You'll be able to get uh, up to five shows a day uh, for as little as a couple of quid a month. You will not find better value for all of your Rangers content and uh, archive, which would keep you entertain from here until Judgment Day with all of the brilliant stuff that we've been able to produce in there. We will be celebrating our sixth birthday on Patreon um, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and there's no finer way for us to be able to try and cap that off with the fact that at the end of this month, we have our second live show at New Edmondson House. Um, the tickets are still available, but there is literally a handful of tickets left. That is on the 1st of December. And we are privileged and proud and incredibly uh, pleased to announce that we have also uh, secured a live show with Paul Gascoigne, that's right, the man himself, um, on the 21st of March, and that's down in London. Um, our patron subscribers will have access to that. If you see your tickets will become available, uh, as I say, on a, on a rolling tier. Please make sure that you get an opportunity to be able to get into that. It will be a fantastic night. Um, and anyone who's been to any of our live shows has always given us some brilliant feedback and how much they've enjoyed it. So if you are local to Glasgow, then you've got an option to come to New Edmondson House. Or if you fancy we join down to London or perhaps you stay closer to there, uh, down there, you can come along and see Gaza in the flesh as well. James, um, I think you and I can both agree being able to try and do heart and hand and talking about some of these more difficult challenges that we've had over the last few years has been our privilege but it's been great to be able to come on and talk about an outstanding Rangers performance and the fact that we are only a few short days away from a League Cup semi-final. Totally. Um, 
it's such great fun and it's, it's mad to think how long that this has been going even on Patreon now when you think about it. Um, and all the things that you and I and everyone else who's involved have been able to do. And even if that's just talking about past Rangers games or you know talking about the current state of affairs, whether it be good or bad, I think you have to kind of go through those tough moments to really enjoy the the better moments and the better games as well so it's it's wonderful it's great again that there's so many exciting things coming up some exciting live events coming up too can't wait uh, for the new Edmondson house show that London show sounds absolutely incredible I think anyone who's able to go down to that is in for a wonderful wonderful night as well so yes absolutely superb uh, and as always whether you whether you listen to just uh, the flagship shows or whether you are subscribing on, on Patreon, the privilege is well and truly ours. Absolutely. Last thing for me to do is to thank our executive producers in London, Mike Lee and Paul Myers. Thank you to our show sponsors, Zenith Coins. Head on over to zenithcoins.com uh, to get some absolutely fantastic merchandise on there, potentially a gift for some loved ones as Christmas is around the corner. But most importantly, thank you to my very good friend and co-host this evening, Mr. James Forrest. James, thank you for coming on and joining me. It was a, a great time to be able to spend with you yesterday and being able to talk so positively about a Rangers performance is just something we would love to be able to keep doing week on week across the course of this season. Always wonderful to see you in the flesh, Cami. Always wonderful to chat to you on these shows. Thank you ever so much for having me. Have a brilliant weekend, folks. If you're heading along to Hamden, enjoy the game. If you're cheering from the armchair, enjoy the game. But let's hope that we can see Rangers head on into the League Cup final. And we'll speak to you soon on Monday. David will be back with the flagship. Thanks all. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.